On today's Socha Hour podcast, I am um, very honoured to have the kind of vision and leadership behind Asta with me. You often hear my voice on shared ownership an awful too lot um, from what Asta is and, and what we stand for, but that comes from a vision and leadership and a culture that is very much from the top at this organisation and I feel very honoured to be part of it. We um, are joined today by none other than our Astor Group CEO Bjorn Howard. So good morning Bjorn. Good morning Amy and thank you for that amazing introduction. <laughs> I'll try and live up to it. Thank you. Well for somebody that was only supposed to be here for I think 12 or 18 months I'm now in my 10th year so um, <laughs> I don't know what kind of happened but I stayed and I think that's a part of what Astor gives you and, and the culture that gives you and the ability to be the best that you can be. So we're going to explore that a little bit more this morning and obviously um, talk around shared ownership because that's what the podcast is obviously all about as well. So Bjorn, um, a bit around what people will understand because really you are the leader behind Astra and you're the ability that allows people like myself to, to take on initiatives like Socha Hour and be brave enough to think outside the box and and do things aside of the day job to make the day job better and, and to make that difference. So what is it that drives you, I suppose, to to be brave enough to for you to do things differently, lead differently, but equally allow your employees to kind of have that culture and that determination? Mm. There's a lot in that question, sorry, Amy. Sorry, no, I'm sorry, no, not I'm sorry. at all. It's a very good one indeed. I think the starting point is actually people having a real desire to see some change. And I know it might sound a bit trite, but like you, I've been at Asta for more than ten years, and I absolutely love it. But I love it for a whole range of different reasons. The first one is that we do something fundamentally special, which is trying to address housing needs as often as we can in lots of different ways. And, and we all know that housing changes for the better people's lives, whether that's their health, their mental well-being, the educational attainment of their children, a whole host of different well-validated and researched things. So first of all, it's the passion to see some change and some good happen in the yeah. world. And if you've got that, you've got a good starting point. And then I suppose I would say that if you think about all the chief execs and senior leaders out there, clearly there are some bad ones, <laughs> but there are an awful lot of good ones as well. And yeah. all those good ones will do it in their different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, some will have a different culture and a different attitude to others, but often they can be equally successful. Mm -hmm. So I think first, it's about finding what's comfortable for you, what's right for you. Don't try as a leader to be something that you're not or something different. Yeah. And I don't really like the word authentic. It's a bit overused at the moment, but that is what it is. It's the mm -hmm. authenticity um, of you, you just being yourself and not putting on a big work mask every time you come into a building or talk to a group of colleagues. So I think it's very important to find what works for you. And then I think it's about trying to establish how all this is going to work. <laughs> and for me, I'm often asked, what is your job? And I reply, my job is to create an environment. I do very little in terms of output. I'll challenge you to find a report that I've ever written. I'll challenge you to find any hard output that you could ascribe solely to me. But I'm not judged by what I do by myself. I'm judged by the success of the group as a whole. So really, it's about creating the right space for everybody to give of their best every day. 
That's brilliant. And I think that leads quite nicely on to um, how I suppose we do approach things very differently. And we are looking at always ways to, to benefit our customer, basically, at the end of the day. And do you feel that, that those changes of culture, changes of kind of working practices, flexibility is really there and vital to be able for us to serve our customers more and more as their needs change. I think it improves every day, Amy, but I don't think it's there. And I'm a great believer in the day that you think you've done the job is the day you should stop trying doing it because it's never, ever perfect. And Asta's not perfect, we know that. But it is dedicated to improving the way in which it provides mm. services to its customers, the way in which we support our customers, and the way in which we work together. Mm. And I think that takes us back to the culture because if you've got a culture where people feel empowered, they feel trusted, you don't have a blame culture, you encourage people to innovate and be a bit different, mm. you offer a very flexible working environment, mm. at the end of the day that will translate into good customer service, which is what we're all about. Brilliant, thank you. I think we will touch upon shared ownership because, as I say, we are doing a podcast on shared ownership, so it only seems right. Um, mm. And as I say, all I do pretty much is it feels is talk about it. So it's nice to actually talk to somebody else about it today. Um, why do you feel, I suppose, personally, first of all, Bjorn, why do you feel that shared ownership is so important or is it why it's so needed? Uh, well, you and I share a passion for shared ownership, so I know in many ways you and I are preaching to the converted at the moment, but I, I, I've been in this industry long enough to remember some of the first shared ownership initiatives. I remember thinking at the time, this is a really glorious new beginning. It's not just something a little bit different, it should be, and hopefully will be, a game changer. But that was more than 30 years ago, and I don't think it's gained the traction it should. And my reason for saying that is because I think, while it is this, it's not just this. We think of it, and often it's referred to, as a step into home ownership. And that's terrific, because it is. And for the people who that's the right tenure for and the right decision for, that's fantastic. However, I would argue it's a proper tenure in its own right. And that really is what 30 years ago I saw, and I still see it now. Now, I think that's because we in this country think we understand rent and we think we understand what it is to buy a home and we're kind of a little bit confused about what that bit in the middle is that we call shared ownership. But if we got the might of the government, we got the might of all these uh, great influencers behind shared ownership, we could say that is a third tenure, mm -hmm. not third in rank order, yeah. alongside renting and own occupation, yeah. and we could live our entire housing journey in shared ownership, mm -hmm. from when we start out in life, to when there are children in the household, to when those children leave the nest, to when we need older persons' accommodation, all of that could be done in shared ownership, and we'd have the great opportunity to have a stake in the housing market, yes, mm -hmm. also to have a lot of security, which is fantastic, and you won't get that in the private rented mm -hmm. sector for sure. Now, all that needs, and it really is as simple as this in my eyes, is volume. <laughs> if we double, triple, quadrupled our output, it still wouldn't be enough. We mm -hmm. need a lot of shared ownership across the whole country. And that, I think, is a genuine vision that not everybody has grasped, but I'm waiting for the day that our politicians at last see the light and stop saying owner-occupation is the natural tenure. It's either that or rent, because it isn't. You and I are both beyond, and we'll come on to politics <laughs> shortly. We will come on to politics shortly, but I think the element there you're talking is of scale, and I think that is really key. And obviously, here at Aston, we have a very um, ambitious and, and well thought through development programme across varied markets that we're trying to grow it and, and infiltrate more and more. So, how important do you see that spread of, of markets and development activity? 
here at Astor in relation to delivering more homes for rent as well, but more homes for the shared ownership tenure. Well, as you say, Astor's got a proud record in shared ownership, and you, know, you and your colleagues, Amy, have been at the forefront of promoting this and, and making us one of the strongest voices in the UK on shared ownership, and I think that's terrific. Again, if you tie it back to our earlier part of our conversation, it's probably one of the reasons that we're here, mm -hmm. because we you know, can share that passion for the future. Um, certainly from Astor's point of view, I would be very proud indeed if at whatever stage I step down as Astor's chief executive that we are the premier shared ownership provider in the UK. I think that would be fantastic. Fantastic. But that's not feeding my e ego. No. It's simply making sure that we deliver on this vision that mm -hmm. shared ownership is a genuine tenure in its own right. Mm -hmm. So yes, the more we have at Asta, the better. And I also think it's about us learning mm -hmm. as a sector, as a company, about how we can provide first-class aftercare to shared owners as well. How we provide the ongoing, long-term relationship that we hope that we will have with many of them. And again, that's something that we can always improve. Yeah, and I think that's really that's really key, and I think that that brings us on to very nicely around what what you think the sector does well in the shared ownership arena, and, all, and equally, where do you think we can get better? Mm. Um, I think. And if you look at the sector as a whole, uh, we're getting better at promoting shared ownership. We're getting better uh, at getting our message across. We, we're good at sales and marketing generally, and within Astra, I think we're absolutely superb at that. Well, thank you. That's my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I do think as a sector, and I would also say as Astra as well, that sometimes the front end is really, really good, but what follows should be better. Yeah. Um, and I think that also that's a very good argument again for volume. Because if you imagine a housing association like Astor with, what, nearly 32,000 homes, a growing shared ownership portfolio, but at some stage it will be so big that it will be the size of a housing association in its own right, and we will have all the systems and the people and the services that will manage that essential large part of our portfolio. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important to see as a core fundamental product. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're used to saying social rented, affordable rented, we know that's part of our yeah. core business, and certainly on my watch, it always will be, especially more social rent, the mm -hmm. better. Yeah. However, alongside that, we have to see shared ownership not as some sort of adjunct, some sort of addition. Mm -hmm. It's a fundamental part and core yeah. to what Astra and other housing associations ought to be doing. And I'd challenge any housing association that isn't doing its piece with mm -hmm. shared ownership to stand up and say, why not? Well, you heard it from uh, Bjorn yourself there. So if anyone out there isn't doing it, I think we need a, a clear explanation as, as to why not. And um, Bjorn, you touched upon kind of like what you would want to see political parties stand up and do and take and take where to take shared ownership in the housing policy arena. So now we do finally have political certainty for the next five years. We do have a majority government and we have left the European Union as of the weekend or the process should indeed start. What I suppose do you want to see moving forward um, in that sector with that majority government? How do you think that will impact on housing policy and, and where things like shared ownership will go in the future? Well, one of the great benefits of being a private sector housing association like Astor is that we are apolitical, uh, not tuned into any political party. But with all those usual caveats, Amy, <laughs> I, I would say it is undoubtedly healthy and that we will have, we hope at least, five years of relative yeah. stability. Um, and I hope that that stability will translate into a fairly stable housing policy. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope during that time, if we have that stability, 
businesses like Asta will have an opportunity to forge better and stronger relationships with key political players mm -hmm. and help to get this very important message across. Because yeah. my ideal is really that all parties recognise the importance of shared ownership yeah. and housing in general, and we're yeah. talking specifically about shared ownership today, and I would love it if there was all party consensus that said, you know what, shared ownership is bloody important for the future, and I think that we should all sign up to supporting shared ownership, regardless of what government yeah. we're going to get. Because actually, the fault with our system at the moment in the UK is that we are trying to address very long-term social issues with a five-year parliamentary term. Yeah. And shared ownership needs a 50-year strategy, not a five-year strategy. And wouldn't it be lovely if all the key parties said, you know what, whoever you vote for, this is what you're going to get on shared ownership, and actually said, this is part of the future for the UK. That would be really nice and that is something that I think I aspire to as well and let's hope we see it in um, this maybe five year term or if not even in our lifetimes it would be quite nice. <laughs> um, so I hope that gives you an insight really as to where our leadership here at Asta shows us the way and, and their views as well around shared ownership and why it is so important and, and why we are so passionate about it and actually how we feel that it, it goes much further and actually changes people's lives across the spectrum. So um, it's been a pleasure to have you with me today Bjorn and I'm going to finish really on a, so you guys can get to know him a little bit better because the listenership probably won't um, hear from Bjorn that often, the shared ownership side. So um, Bjorn and I share two kind of passions really in this quick fire little thing, um, cricket and horses. So we're going to go around those as well. Um, so first of all, Bjorn, Stokes, Botham or Flintoff? Mm, Stokes. Remain or leave? Remain. Blair, Brown or Cameron? Blair. Ah, and finally, as the festival is coming up, Cheltenham or Ascot? Ascot. Thank you very much, Bjorn. Thank you.